Good evening, everyone. Welcome to our Bible Ponder for this week. In this edition of the Bible Ponder, I thought we would let the text speak mostly for itself, rather than hearing more from me. If you have, again, one of those red-letter editions of the Bible, you'll see in Luke chapter 12 that it is mostly red letters. It is mostly just the words of Jesus. Luke has collected here a lot of different sayings and stories of Jesus and put them all together for us in the context of his conflict with the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. Chapter 11 ends with him having told some stories against them, specifically sort of pointed at them as they're there watching him. He condemns them and he says that they are not um, the kind of people that God is looking for, but rather he's reaching outside um, to welcome people into the kingdom of God from out with the sort of religious elite of the day. And so for chapter 12, what we will do this evening is I will read the chapter in its entirety, but what I want us to do is keep in mind the context that we have been building. So rather than me giving loads and loads of commentary on it, keep in mind where we are in the book of Luke and where we are in the life of Jesus. He has turned his face resolutely towards Jerusalem and he is going there to then spend the last week of his life um, for Passover, eventually getting murdered. So all through this, we've built up this notion of Jesus as the Messiah and the Messiah as a fulfillment of lots of Old Testament prophecies, but also the Messiah as someone who is different than what some of the messianic expectations were, especially in terms of a militaristic conquest that was um, maybe thought going to happen under the rule of the Messiah. And so he has already angered the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. He's angered the religious elite. He's gone through and he's welcomed different people. He's healed different people and he's declared himself as a Messiah. And he has done it in his own way. So while we read this, keep in mind the scene. He's speaking, there's people around, but there's also the Pharisees and the teachers of the law watching, listening, seething. And you can see how this sets us up for the events of Jesus's life that lead to ultimately his execution, his lynching at the hands of a mob that is incited by the religious elite until they eventually get the Roman rulers to murder him and have him executed by the state. So keep in mind these these swirlings, these political situations, these social situations, the, the things that are in the air, the people that are there, and all of their different lives, their different backgrounds, where they're from, and, and the problems that they have in, in, in this ancient world and what they're going through. So let's listen now to Luke chapter 12. Meanwhile, when the crowd gathered by the thousands so that they trampled on one another, he began to speak first to his disciples. Beware of the yeast of the Pharisees, that is, their hypocrisy. Nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered, and nothing secret that will not become known. Therefore, whatever you have said in the dark will be heard in the light, and what you have whispered behind closed doors will be proclaimed from the housetops. I tell you, my friends, do not fear those who kill the body, and after that can do nothing more. But I will warn you, 
whom to fear. Fear him who, after he is killed, has authority to cast into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten in God's sight. But even the hairs of your head are all counted. Do not be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. And I tell you, everyone who acknowledges me before others, the Son of Man will also acknowledge before the angels of God. But whoever denies me before others will be denied before the angels of God. And everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. When they bring you before the synagogues, the rulers, and the authorities, do not worry about how you are to defend yourselves or what you are to say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you at that very hour what you ought to say. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. But he said to him, Friend, who set me to be judge or arbiter over you? And he said to them, Take care. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Then he told them a parable. The land of a rich man produced abundantly, and he thought to himself, What should I do, for I have no place to store my crops? Then he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your life is being demanded of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich toward God. He said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens, they neither soar nor, nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor, nor barn, and yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? And can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your span of life? If then you are not able to do a small, so small thing as that, why do you worry about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow, they neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you? you of little faith. And do not keep striving for what you are to eat and what you are to drink, and do not keep worrying, for it is the nations of the world that strive after all these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Instead, strive for his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out, an unfailing treasure in heaven, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Be dressed for action and have your lamps lit. Be like those who are waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet, so that they may open the door for him as soon as he comes and knocks. Blessed are those slaves whom the master finds alert when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will fasten his belt and have them sit down to eat, and he will come and serve them. If he comes during the middle of the night or near dawn and finds them so, blessed are those slaves. 
But know this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. Peter said, Lord, are you telling this parable for us or for everyone? And the Lord said, Who then is the faithful and prudent manager whom his master will put in charge of his slaves to give them their allowance of food at the proper time? Blessed is that slave whom his master will find at work when he arrives. Truly, I tell you, he will put that one in charge of all his possessions. But if that slave says to himself, my master is delayed in coming, and if he begins to beat the other slaves, men and women, and to eat and drink and get drunk, the master of that slave will come on a day when he does not expect him, and at an hour when he does not know, and will cut him into pieces and put him with the unfaithful. That slave who knew what his master wanted, but did not prepare himself or do what was wanted, will receive a severe beating. But the one who did not know and did what deserved a beating will receive a light beating. From everyone to whom much has been given, much will be required. And from the one to whom much has been entrusted, even more will be demanded. I came to bring fire to the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. I have a baptism with which to be baptized, and what stress I am under until it is completed. Do you think that I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, one, uh, from now on, five and one household will be divided, three against two and two against three. They will be divided, father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. He also said to the crowds, when you see a, a cloud rising in the west, you immediately say, it is going to rain, and so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say there will be scorching heat, and it happens. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of earth and sky, but why do you not know how to interpret the present time? And why do you not judge for yourselves what is right? Thus, when you go with your accuser before a magistrate on the way, make an effort to settle the case, or you may be dragged before the judge, and the judge hand you over to the officer, and the officer throw you in prison. I tell you, you will never get out until you have paid the very last penny. There's a lot packed in there, um, but you can see why Luke collects all of these things together. There's a lot of words of judgment against the religious elite, the establishment, the people who claim to have much. There's lots about for people who have been entrusted with much, much will be expected. A lot about the head of, of the slaves looking after them rather than, than beating them and taking advantage of, of what they have. You can almost, again, feel the Pharisees and the teachers of the law sort of on the outside listening and seething. And, and almost feel the crowds um, and, and their their spirits lifted up thinking, oh, like maybe this kingdom could be for me. And maybe there are things about this that, that teach me about what will happen when God comes or what this kingdom is going to be about. So I wanted to let Jesus's words kind of um, hang there. So I'll, I'll stop commenting on them. But I think that chapter is is really, really interesting in the context of where we are in Luke. So thanks for listening in. Thanks for joining us. And I hope that you have a lovely evening.
Bye-bye.